0: What's wrong with Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals? They're off to a slow start. Some other teams are off to quick starts. Are they sustainable? We have our women's hockey spotlight and a lot more all coming up on today's Locked On NHL podcast.
1: You're Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome everybody to the Friday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And now you can find us on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked On NHL. Happy Friday, Rachel.
2: Happy Friday, man. The NHL is weird.
0: <laughs> Why stop now? I mean, that know <laughs> uh, been that way for a long time, but it's fun. And uh, we are enjoying this early season. A lot of little strange things going on, but maybe one of the strangest for a lot of us. Alexander Ovechkin, uh, two games in a row without a shot on goal, let alone that fact that he hasn't scored a goal yet this season and the Washington Capitals are struggling along with him. How concerned are you about a 38 year old Ovi getting back on track? Yeah,
2: it is. um, I don't know if it's like something to worry about for him personally, but I think the team struggling overall is the bigger problem here. And you know, if they're not going to get those extra goals from Ovi, it's like, does that house of cards uh, behind him kind of crumble a little bit? Um, you know, it, it's not like huge panic time because it is early goings again. And that's why I say the NHL is weird, because like early season results and standings are always kind of a mess relative to how yeah. things kind of regress. Uh, and, and level out for the rest of the season. They're one and two, but, um, you know, I, I think that they are just um, not a- as strong a team as they have been in the past, especially defensively, and they're slower than they used to be. So it just kind of adds to the pile of things that are maybe a question mark there when Ovi doesn't put the puck in the net.
0: Yeah. And, you know, yes, they've only played three games. So, yeah, small sample size. And, and we know that that very well, you know, is going to change over the course of the year. But four goals scored as a team in three games and then a minus eight goal differential. When you consider they won one of those three games, those underlying numbers are a little a little frightening. And two of those three games were at home
2: right and they're just not getting the shots on net at all like across the board it's a team-wide problem you know they're allowing a ton of shots which of course is you know law of averages says that some of those are going to go in and you know they have about what like 22 shots a game so far themselves and that's just not going to cut it and so if alex ovechkin is a zero in that column That's kind of where we're going. And I think that, you know, they will write this ship. I don't have any question there, but will they write it enough and be able to sustain any offensive pressure? I I just, I I don't know that this is a playoff caliber team at all.
0: No, not, it doesn't look that way based on this early first three games, but look, there's still 79 games left. So a lot can change, but, you know the 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 shot situation with Ovechkin. In his entire NHL career, he has been held without a shot just nineteen times, and now it's happened in the last two games in a row. That's statistically very very unlikely. Yeah, I would say so. While Ovi is struggling, Alex DeBrinket is off to a pretty quick start, and. In his first four games with his hometown Detroit Red Wings, five goals, eight points, and a plus three, he's got 13 shots on goal in those four games, sort of the opposite of what is happening to Alex Ovechkin.
2: Yeah, I do think this is an early season honeymoon phase bump for him. I think Alex Dobrynkut is an excellent player, and he will be a, a good Contributor this year for Detroit, and I think he will score a lot of goals, like without question. Um, I just do think in this early goings, it's like this little bit of a almost like a runner's high of like playing for the hometown team, and you know the excitement and early season when defense is uh, less structured across the league, and you know uh, systems are being scouted out and and all of that. So I do feel like it'll come back down to earth a little bit. For sure, but it's fun to watch now.
0: That's for sure. He's got that adrenaline rush, you know. He's yeah he's home. He's yeah. excited. I'm sure he's ordering a lot of tickets for friends and family. But uh yeah, he's got the adrenaline rush. And look, Detroit's off to a, a three and one start. They have a plus eight goal differential. So clearly, the Red Wings feeding off of Alex DeBrincat's hot start, which is good for them. It is going to be uh, an interesting playoff race this year, I think, in both conferences. But, you know, here we are. We still have a handful of undefeated teams, even though most teams have played only three or four games. Uh, One little surprise, I think, I don't think a lot of people expected the Bruins would be undefeated. Uh, A lot of people say, oh, yeah, Boston, they're going to fall off this year. Okay, three games, I understand. But, three and oh.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, there's a lot of pressure on them this season uh, with the, all the changes on the team. And, you know, I, I think that they just are, are a team that goes to work right and, and gets it done. And, and that's the work ethic that they have as an organization. And, you know, getting off to a good start was really important for them to prove that last year wasn't a fluke.
0: Yeah, so a good start in Boston. I don't expect them to maintain that record setting pace they no. had a year ago, but an encouraging early start. And then my New York Islanders, also unbeaten. Granted, they've only played two games. They have a back to back coming up this weekend, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But the thing I like about the Islanders start, they're winning the way they need to win three to two, one to nothing, low scoring. Defense is disciplined. Sorokin is playing solid in net. And, you know, they're doing the things they need to do to win their way. Uh, Probably not exciting some folks over at TNT, but, uh, (laughs) you know, getting the job done. But there are two teams in the Western Conference that are still undefeated, and they've been even more dominant than the two teams in the East. Let's start with the defending Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights, they are 5-0 and oh already on the season and a, a plus 12 goal differential. How surprised are you by that hot start?
2: Not one bit. I think that uh, this team is just full of skill up and down the lineup. And I think that You know, they they didn't make a ton of offseason changes, but, you know, have to make their tweaks as they do with their salary cap games. But I I think that uh, this team has benefited from the wave carried from last season of winning the Stanley Cup. And I also think, you know, that they have a, a lot to prove on that front that they deserved it and they are this top team in the league.
0: Yeah, and so far, they look like a team on a mission. The other unbeaten team out West, the Colorado Avalanche, they're off to a 4-0 start with an 11, a plus-11 uh, goal differential, and three of those four wins have come on the road. And, you know, the Avs still missing Landeskog, and yet they are humming early in this season.
2: Yeah, I think, you know... It's kind of a yin and yang with the Vegas Golden Knights because there is a lot of expectations on Colorado that did not come to pass last season. And I think they want to get back in the Stanley Cup conversation this year. And, you know, racking up points early, again, when things around the league are in flux is a really important thing to do so that when the season settles in and things are a little bit harder and injuries creep in, you already have those banked points early when, you know, everybody else is healthy or as many people are as healthy as possible. Right. And and I think that's this is going to really benefit them in the in the long run.
0: Uh, I agree. And and look, from a team perspective, it's always better to have other teams chasing you than you having to chase the other teams later on in the season. Uh, interesting little Fun fact about some of the draft picks in this year's draft, Rachel, why don't you tell us about that?
2: Oh, yeah, I just thought it was fun that we have um, Connor Bedard and Leo Carlson and Adam Fantilli all playing in the league this season, the top three picks from uh, this past year's draft, which is really cool in and of itself. But they all got points in their first game out uh, with Leo Carlson getting uh, points in his first game for the Ducks.
0: Yeah, so uh, the kids are all right so far uh, in the NHL, and that's always a good sign. Well, we have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. Erica L. Ayala will be here with our Women's Hockey Spotlight coming up next. And there's a lot of NHL game action this weekend. 30 of the 32 teams on the schedule for Saturday. So we'll talk about that and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, so it's important to be prepared. There's unrest in the Middle East, fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida, earthquakes and more, and these can lead to supply chain shortages for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely manner. So Jace Medical is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics, that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections and now you can customize your jace case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs and amazingly enough you can now get gift cards buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones so they can get a jace case of their own go to jacemedical.com enter code lockedon at checkout you'll get a $20 discount on your order that's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com and today's episode is also brought to you by bird dogs bird dogs make you look good their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you that truly sculpted look bird dog shorts do the same exact thing as lululemon but they fit way better they fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Just go to birddogs.com slash Or enter promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. You'll get a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LOCKEDONNHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you.
1: Hey, women's hockey fans, welcome to another Women's Hockey Spotlight on the Locked On NHL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Erica El Ayala here, and I want to let you know that we have reports of where all of the pwhl teams will play there had been reports that the minnesota team was going to play at xl energy center in st paul minnesota which of course is where the minnesota wilds play so we're going to head over to alex az who writes for the messenger and the messenger between alex and dan laletta's reporting has confirmed that the minnesota team will indeed play at the xl center They will have their practice facility at Tria Rink, which is in St. Paul. That's where the Minnesota Whitecaps, when they were in the NWHL slash PHF, that's where they played their home games for a few seasons before moving uh, elsewhere outside of the Twin Cities. The Toronto team in the PWHL set to play at the Mattamy Athletic Center. That is where the PHF held their most recent and what Turned out to be their last um, All-Star Showcase. There were also conversations from the last I heard that the PHF was looking to move there. Toronto Metropolitan plays their games there. They will have their main practice facility, according to the Messenger, at Ford Performance Center, also located in in Toronto. In Ottawa, the PWHL Ottawa team will play at TD Place. That will also be their practice facility. The Montreal team will also play and practice at the same facility, Center 2102. That's been a place that is really a facility built and supposed to be for high performance hockey, um, particularly women's hockey, in the area. In Boston, they will actually play at the Zonga Center. Now, that also has roots to the NWHL, the third or excuse me, the second ever, um, NWHL Isabel cup final was held at the Zonga center. That's in Lowell, Massachusetts, and they will play or practice, excuse me, at the Boston sports Institute, which is in Wellesley. So here is where you start to see a little bit of a separation from the, um, direct, um, the the direct market so boston and uh, a little bit different than the greater massachusetts area and then that goes for the pwhl new york team now as a as a new yorker who gets her gets really fired up about allegedly having two um, NFL teams that play in New Jersey called New York. This one really throws me for a loop. The PWHL New York is how the team ha- has been marketed, but they are going to play at Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. That's an entire different state, just like, again, the New York Jets play in New New York, air quotes. They are said to be practicing at the Chelsea Piers facility in Stamford, Connecticut. So, um, that's what we're hearing. The Messenger also talking about some of the neutral site games that we were promised and seem to be a part of the model. This seems to be carrying over from the PWHPA kind of barnstorming model. We also saw the NWHL and the PHF do neutral site games. Some of the neutral site games that have been suggested and that the Messenger also is talking about include the Scotiabank Arena in the Toronto area, as well as the New York or Connecticut team playing in Long Island at UBS Arena, which of course is where the Islanders play. I, for one, am thinking and definitely rooting for, as your host of Locked on Kraken, for the PWHL and the NHL to work out some kind of showcase model where the PWHL, right around the time that they are set to drop the puck, they're still saying January 2024. I'd love to see them participate in some way in the Winter Classic, which will be at T-Mobile Park. Of course, the Seattle Kraken will host the Vegas Golden Knights for the Winter Classic. In other women's hockey news, we also got an update on the 2023-2024 rivalry series. We're going to get seven games split between the United States and Canada. And on that roster... In particular, I want to talk about the roster for the United States because Layla Edwards is set to become the first black player to play for the women's senior Program Now we've seen Layla Edwards. We've talked about her on the women's hockey spotlight when it came to U18s. And, um, you know, now we're going to see Layla Edwards and the U.S. compete against Canada. So the 2023-24 rivalry series will take place at multiple locations in the United States and Canada. They're going to start on Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. That's going to be at Mullet Arena. That was where the Premier Hockey Federation hosted It's final PHF Isabel Cup final where it was the Toronto Six won the first franchise uh, championship and also what would be the last PWHL or excuse me, the last And what would be the last PHF championship in league history. Then the series will head to Crypto.com Arena in LA. That, of course, is where the Kings play, where the LA Sparks and the WNBA play. Then they will go to Kitchener Memorial Auditorium in Ontario. Progressive Auto Sales Arena, also in Ontario. They're going to play at Saskatel Center in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. They're also going to play at the Brent Center in Regina, Saskatchewan before closing it all out on February 11th at the Excel Center in St. Paul, Minnesota, the home of the new PWHL Minnesota team. And of course, the Minnesota Wild. I think what's also exciting, again, is that Layla Edwards set to make some history. She will be the first Black woman to play for the United States on the senior national team. She has made that rivalry series roster. What that means when it comes to world championships and even beyond for the 2026 Olympics, we'll have to see. Just as a note, don't forget that Sarah Nurse became the first Black woman to play for Canada in the most recent Olympics, and she won gold. A gold medal with that team. She's the first uh, Black Canadian ice hockey player to win a gold medal with the women's national team. We have had Black men play for either the United States or Canada at the Olympics. but never a woman, Sarah Nurse becoming the first woman in hockey Canada history, and the United States still waiting for its first Black woman. Of course, um, Abby Rock became the first Indigenous woman to make that national team, has been a mainstay there, and now will be one of the players, effect- effectively a franchise player for the PWHL New York, who will be playing, as I mentioned earlier in Connecticut. Well, that's the women's hockey spotlight for this week. Thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time with more PWHL news. We'll get into the rosters a little bit as training camp gets started and get you ready for everything that you need to know about the season.
2: You know that feeling when your favorite NHL player scores a hat trick? If you want to get that feeling and win 100 times your money, play Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. To have a chance at winning big, you need to play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. It's the official Daily Fantasy app of Locked On NHL Network. It's our top choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. You can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football, and entries can be made in under a minute with elite players like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, and Austin Matthews, plus the new kids like Connor Bedard. All you need to do is make more or less picks on stats for these stars. You choose from stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, hockey fans. You can get up to 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL, all one word. See Sleeper's terms of use for details.
0: All right, Rachel, a uh, busy weekend ahead in the NHL and as is typical during the NFL season, we've got Light Friday, Light Sunday, and only two teams that are not playing on Saturday, 15 games on tap. But you know, even if it's there's not a lot of games, there is uh, some interesting games uh, tonight. Uh, We have the Flames in Columbus and the Devils visiting the Islanders.
2: Yeah, I love both of these games because Calgary at Columbus, of course, that's Johnny Hockey playing against his former team. So there's always a lot of drama there. And, uh, you know, Columbus is a team that has been expected to make a, a step forward this season. Calgary is a team that has been expected to rebound from a uh, supposed anomaly of last season, and so th- these two teams coming together just on their own, I think, is really interesting. But you add the Goudreau layer to it, it makes it more fun. And then, uh, Devils at Islanders, uh, two teams uh, that play a, sp- a particular brand of hockey, shall we say, <laughs> that will make it, uh, probably both maddening and exciting at the same time, right? Gil?
0: yeah, take the under, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We we don't offer official betting advice, but take the under. So yeah, I, I think this will probably be a low scoring game, but from an Islanders perspective, uh, certainly a test the first playoff team from a year ago that they're facing this year and the first of a back-to-back for the Isles. So uh, kind of a, a, a game that'll give us a better idea as to where the Islanders are really at this season. And then Saturday, 15 games on the schedule, only two matinees including Detroit and Ottawa, two teams that, you know, they're both sort of missed the playoffs last year, young on the upswing, but which one'll get the early edge.
2: Yeah, I think that will be really fun to see and you know, like you said both teams with some early success so far and um unstoppable force, immovable object uh fans will appreciate that one for, for sure. And I'm looking forward to it. Also looking forward to the Ducks at Arizona with, you know, some great young players on both teams. Of course, we, we mentioned Leo Carlson uh, getting his first and, uh, you know, Logan Cooley in Arizona, I think just to watch some of maybe the future superstars will make that game intriguing.
0: Yeah, I liked what I saw from Cooley uh, when Arizona played the Islanders, and I I think he's got a lot of potential. So, yeah, a lot of exciting young players to watch, and the Coyotes are not off to a bad start, winning two of their first four. Does Alexander Ovechkin get right in Montreal against the Habs on Saturday?
2: That will be an interesting uh, game to keep an eye on. Absolutely. I'm also intrigued by Toronto at Tampa Bay, of course, with Stamkos getting hurt. Uh, Tampa is in a a bit of a struggle situation, but they're still a really good team. And Toronto, of course, has constant narrative surrounding them. And is their defense up to par once again? Uh, But I, I do think this will be an intriguing matchup this weekend.
0: Yeah, I do, too. And, and you know, one of these teams, the narrative is going to be, uh oh, we're off to a really slow start. And the other one will feel a little better about yeah. that. How about Vancouver and Florida, both teams two and two on the young season? I mean, we know the injuries to Florida's blue line. Yeah. How bad do you think they're going to struggle early on as a result?
2: Yeah, I think that's going to be a huge part of their early season. And, you know, they do have the goal scorers there, but it's like, can they keep the puck out of the net in their own? And is the big question here. And so I think that, you know, much like we talked about teams racking up points early in the season uh, to cushion any potential pitfalls, like. Florida, without doing that, is going to have to really struggle the later the season goes on. Again, early going, so you know you don't want to overthink it too much. But um, I think you know at some point it's going to be of concern.
0: Yeah, I, I would have to agree. Your Philadelphia Flyers, three and one, taking on the two zero and one Dallas Stars. Dallas hasn't lost in regulation yet, although they have lost. But this is a bit of a test for the Flyers early on.
2: Well, you would have said that about the Oilers, too, but yes. uh, we, see yes, how that, we see how that turned out. Uh, Flyers did such a good job shutting down the Oilers that the Oilers were visibly defeated for probably the last 15 minutes of the game. It was wild. But uh, I think that this is going to be a tougher challenge because it's on the road in Dallas and the matchup's are going to be huge in this one for the Flyers to get the right defensive units out there against a, a team like Dallas with, you know, Jason Robertson and Rufay Hintz. And, uh, you know, they just have such a, a strong team and depth to their lineup that uh, I, I don't know if the Flyers will be able to withstand this one.
0: Well, we'll find out early tests there. Talk about a, a kind of schizophrenic team, the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, you know, one game, they look really solid. One game, they look really vulnerable and they're taking on another team that's sort of been Jekyll and Hyde in the St. Louis blues.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, there's both teams that really have to redefine themselves in a lot of ways. And, you know, with a lot of the changes that have happened in Pittsburgh with the new management uh, there, it does sometimes take a little while for teams to gel. And so, My supposition is that's what's happening there, and they'll get it together because they're the Pens, and they always do.
0: Only one winless team in the NHL, that's the San Jose Sharks. They are in Nashville, still looking for their first win. The Preds 2-3 and in a new era in Nashville. Is this when San Jose gets off the schneid?
2: I mean, I think it could be. Uh, Nashville has been very up and down, and if they just catch it right, uh, I think that san jose could eke out a win here
0: we shall see uh carolina and colorado i think this is an intriguing eastern conference versus western conference matchup uh can colorado, uh, carolina's defense give colorado its first defeat of the season
2: yeah i think you know many people have projected that this could be a stanley cup final possibility between these two teams and just to get an early look at what how they match up will be a lot of fun.
0: Should be. The Jets and the Oilers, two teams off to disappointing starts early. One of them has a chance to right the ship, but which one do you think has a better shot at doing that?
2: Uh, I don't know, but if the Oilers don't win this game at home, it's, there's going to be trouble, that's for <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> no doubt. And then in a, 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 the latest game on the schedule, also intriguing – the Boston Bruins heading out West to take on a 2-1-1 and LA Kings team.
2: Yeah, I think um, LA is a team, again, with a lot of high expectations there, and uh, I think that they are going to be one of those teams that just build on success and get stronger as the season goes on. It's just taking them a, a little bit, um, and there's a little bit of unevenness there, but I think they have a really good chance
0: in this one. All right. Sunday, only two games on the schedule. Calgary in Detroit and Boston in Anaheim. Your thoughts on those two games that wrap up the weekend?
2: Yeah, I think these are just very odd team combinations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I I think
2: that Calgary is the one of the two teams not playing on Saturday. So they may have an upper hand not playing the back to back there. But uh, I, Boston and Anaheim will both be coming off a back-to-back, so there's no advantage there either. And uh, it's going to be uh, a light but fun Sunday.
0: Yeah, exactly. And should be a very interesting weekend. Well, that is going to do it for us. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On NHL your first listen every day. is I'll be back Monday on the show talking to three of our local hosts about the biggest stories from around the National Hockey League. I want to thank Erica L. Ayala for the bi-weekly Women's Hockey Spotlight. Always great to hear from her. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for watching and listening to the Locked On NHL podcast.